Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Beat. I am your host, Dumi Jere, coming to you from Johannesburg in South Africa. My co-host is with me, my beautiful sister, Maggie Omotesi, coming to us from Nairobi in Kenya. Maggie, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dumi. It's a wonderful Monday. We're ending um, August already, so we've already started the second half of the year, literally less than six months to 2023 so there's a lot happening for me personally um this is when you start taking accountability of what you've done what you haven't done (laughs) (laughs) and what you wish you had done and all of that how is south africa north africa is okay at least we Mm. haven't had um load shedding of late what (laughs) supposed what happened well, it, 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 it usually gets worse when it's winter, right? When it's very mm. cold, because then the mm. demand spikes. So with the weather improving, well, the demand for electricity has sort of like reduced a bit. So that has helped. Mm. What's happening in Kenya? I hear the, the losing presidential candidate wants to go to court or has gone to court. I think the hearing is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is this week really? um but uh ideally um it's not over yet it's not over yet there is a president uh-huh. elect but he's not president yet so we're just keeping Wasn't the time supposed to be sworn in tomorrow yes <laughs> wow. but from what i hear he's going to be sworn in uh, regardless nevertheless for me i think how i look at it is um i've had a lot of people ask me you know we want to come to kenya because of this but uh, how is the situation we're monitoring the situation so much as we had an entire episode around how peaceful and uh, accountable and trans you know transparent the election was mm. it still seems like uh, i don't think they were ready for this uh, yeah. So it's like you take 10 steps ahead and 20 steps back. So there is a lot of um, the business is as usual within the country, obviously. But you can imagine as a foreign investor or somebody who is um, having stuff, you, you don't want to add. You just want to keep it at it to see where it all heads. Indeed. indeed yeah. Indeed. Mm. Funny you mentioned that we spoke about it um, uh, in a previous episode. Because speaking of previous episodes, there was an episode where where we spoke about how Africa still matters mm. and how Russia, uh, who else? The U.S., China, UK. I think we even mentioned Turkey. We've done Chogam, well. remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we've been mm. having lots of these episodes where a lot of um, all these countries and players. Um, across the world are mm. paying, continually paying attention to, mm. to our continent and that just means we've got a lot to offer folks in case you had forgotten that and speaking of which this past weekend it was Japan's turn mm. so of that list we now need to add Japan <laughs> <laughs> Uh, African uh, heads of state, as well as you know, representatives of uh, international organizations, private businesses, the works, 
they gathered in Tunisia on Saturday uh, mm. for the Tokyo International Conference on African Development, uh, known in short as TICAD. Uh, now, mm. this event uh, was launched by, 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 by Japan to promote you know, growth and security in, uh, in Africa. Well, that's, mm. at least that's what they say. Um, Tunisia obviously had the privilege to host and this conference again was also coming in uh, in a sensitive international context uh, characterized by everything that we're seeing you know a uh, period of economic stagnation resulting from you know the after effects of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, the mm. disruption of the economic systems and supply chains because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict climate change and so much more so you know, um, the, the Ticket 8 Summit, uh, it sort of like provided an important framework for studying ways, you know, to advance mm. the Japanese-Africa partnerships within, you know, an approach based, based on mutual benefit. Um, at the end, trying to ensure human security, sustainable development, and many of those things. Um, I did follow some of the conversations and reading the newspapers, you, you, uh, you hear a lot about how uh, Japan has promised about 30 billion in aid uh. um, to the African continent. And I was like, hmm, what exactly does this mean? Because, you know, on the one hand, we are advocates for uh, uh, trade rather than mm. aid. Um, so, in any case, we would need much more than 15 minutes to sort of unpack um, what happened at the at the at this summit. I mean, Dumi, I like how you really put it for me in terms of um, uh, the fact that um, we're adding Japan on the list of uh, um, countries um, in Africa, countries that are trying to really build relations with Africa, but also strengthen uh, these, um, uh, you know, the cooperation. So I think um, this is the eighth conference we're having for the TCAD. And um, I was just perusing through on some of the things that were announced, obviously, the 30 billion, but also looking at Japan's contributions to Africa's economy. And uh, somewhere I read of them providing up to 5 billion US dollars in private sector support. And um, obviously, with a lot of money that came with um, capacity building, uh, food production, technical assistance, you know, and all of that. I mean, the part for me that was interesting was the part of peace and stability. Um, mm. It's where they talked about consolidation of democracy and promotion of the rule of law or, you know, prevention yeah. and peace building or, or all of that. And it, it took me back to um, a speech President Kagame really gave a couple of years ago where he said, really, why do we have to go sit with the international community to talk about the instability happening within Africa? Have we really failed to solve our own problems? Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we need international partners. When you talk about development or growth, you, you have got to think beyond, like to a global scale. But I think when it comes to peace and security, like what we're seeing, you know, even France withdrawing its troops or its troops being kicked out depending on which story you read 
um, mm. or who you can trust. Uh, yep. I mean, we cannot have, uh, for example, all these countries trying to stabilize our peace uh, for years and until now there's instability. I mean, Somalia should be um, an, a very good example. What mm. peace has been really achieved since the U.S. tried to interfere? So uh, for me, um, when I think such conferences are really awesome, especially when it comes to the private sector, when it comes to the AFCFTA, we need to trade, we need to exchange. Um, mm. Our trade with Japan is still very minimal. I don't think it's one of our biggest trading partners. Yeah, uh, look... The the late uh, former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, uh. um, he he described Africa as the shining continent. Um, and look, there's no denying, even experts, they predict that um, this will be the most attractive economic destination for foreign investment in the world by the year 2050. So we can't take that away from our beautiful continent, um, I think. As, as 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 the citizens of the continent, um, we need to also make sure that we benefit from um, all of these engagements. We uh, look for opportunities and tap into opportunities um, that exist or that are presented by um, these kind of engagements and this kind of attention that we're receiving from you know the rest of the world. I mean, obviously, uh, there is there is so much to ask around in terms of uh, fair trade, you know, fair investment and all of that. And um, I mean, where the world is right now with what we're experiencing from COVID, Ukraine, Russia, uh, we, we've got to look outside and create more partners. Uh, I think for me, I would really love to see this growth or this kind of conversation stick or down into impact in terms of seeing much more infrastructure projects ongoing, uh, or seeing a lot of trade between Japan and African countries, and obviously seeing uh, much more in terms of uh, probably exchange of skills or even you know capacity development. Uh, like you mentioned, when you talk, we talk about EVs or electric cars, or when we talk about advancement in terms of you know. Um, manufacturing Japan is a, a leading um, country to look at and if we are talking FCFTA we're talking production manufacturing we're talking consumption there's absolutely no way we're going to trade if we do not manufacture so I think conversations should be elevated to that level of what can we get from Japan as a continent uh, not, not in video countries obviously and uh, it will be interesting to see, for example, if um, we can strike a few deals in terms of the Continental Free Trade Agreement or even uh, when it comes to energy or even manufacturing of cars or, you know. And I would love it to, to come down to uh, see the impact on how SMEs or, you know, entrepreneurs and everyone can be able to tap into it. I don't think these conferences should end at the level of policy. I, I personally have a problem actually when it comes to policy makers in Africa. Not in a bad way, but I don't think there is tangible results or impact that comes from many of these uh, big deals that or big meetings that we hear of. I might be wrong, but I want to be proven, you know, wrong. I, I really want to see something come out beyond saying, oh, the debt trap or China is taking our railway or whatever. I really want to see I really would like to see. I feel like want to see is like kind of demanding. 
I'd like to see some tangible, realistic kind of impact that comes down to our economies, our people, and infrastructure. And on that note, folks, we're going to have to leave it here this week. Um, In case you missed any news uh, that's happening across our beautiful continent, please log on to www.mansamedia.africa for any news around the continent and um, things that you may have missed. As well as, uh, please, if you can, uh, sign up to our newsletter. comes out every Friday. It's called The Third Opinion. We'll give you brief snippets of news that's making headlines across the world and its impact on our beautiful continent. From me in Johannesburg and uh, Maggie in Nairobi, till the next episode, here's to peace and profit. The Weekly Beat by Mansa, with your hosts Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.